Feel free to be funny for us. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> yeah, that would actually help a lot. Yeah, if you could just t- if you could take the weight on this one, that'd be, I'll be super. <laughs> I'll do what I can. I, no promises. Hell yeah. So, what's your persona? Um, <laughs> I'll pull. I'll pull on other other animal based answers, and uh, <laughs> you're already pulling on the animals, and we're getting into the persona talk. <laughs> Um, I'll probably one of the least convenient personas that I can imagine, which is pangolin. <laughs> I love choosing it based on convenience, though. That's amazing. <laughs> like, all right, you know, as far as I, pangolins, great, one of my favorite animals. Mm-hmm. Um, not great for cuddling, I don't think. I don't know that necessarily that's a a must for personas, but I mean, it, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's kind of an assumed cuddle potential in in personas, and if you're not meeting that, then you might just be left behind in the furry dust. I mean, I'm not going to try to come off as a persona expert. So, um, I, I felt like that was more of a... Listeners, write in. So, so I actually I actually had a thought about this, and yeah. I've actually been thinking pretty deeply about it over the last 20 or 30 seconds. I believe you. Um, And I think, based on my name only, I would have to be Zachary Barracudas. Barracudas. Oh. <laughs> That's just got to be me. So the scaly. Yes. The sca- more of a is scaly. that a scale sona? Is that a thing? Well, here's a big question. Is a pangolin a scaly, or is that a furry? Ooh! Well, don't they give milk? They do. They're mammals, <laughs> but they also lay eggs. Don't uh, they? they? They are the milk delivery. No, no that's echidnas. The... Yes. Echidnas lay eggs and give milk. They got it all going on. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like give milk. I like provide. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're like here you go. They're not stingy with that shit. <laughs> they go to the farmers market. Yes, and... I was. Just hey, have you licked my market? patch? Yeah, echidnas have milk patches. Oh. oh yeah sorry it was have for, you licked my patch would have made a lot more sense if i led with that it's for babies trying to quit milk <laughs> it made plenty of sense to be a kidna experts right yeah i assume make up 80 like, percent of your listener base <laughs> oh yeah all three of them <laughs> no doubt oh man i feel like at some point anyone who gets really into the sonic the hedgehog universe yeah like ends up being like "Ooh, i know all about it fucking echidnas now <laughs> Oh, oh man, can you imagine the tragic disappointment in the people when they look up an echidna for the first time and they're like, they're like oh, oh shit. Knuckles is so rad and the real world is going to be exactly like that. This is this dopey farty little duck thing. Yeah, they're gross. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're kind of like scaly pugs. <laughs> mm. They got oh, yeah. some noodly stuff going on. Uh, this is, I don't think I wrote down the good ones. Uh, <laughs> I didn't write down. So a lot that is of such a great like like I'm just gonna shirk all responsibility. <laughs> oh no, I wrote I'm gonna blame it. myself from ten minutes ago because that guy <laughs> fucked us up. He's an asshole. Go on. Um, so a lot of people in like podcasts want to do like, a, do you have any shout outs? Do you have any fuck yous you want to get out there? <laughs> any? F- um, we were dunking on Ted Nugent pretty hard earlier. We were. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and a little bit on Dave Matthews, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I would I would call it a soft dunk. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. We were just scoring some. We were scoring some twos. It was a half Matthews. court from Dave Matthews. <laughs> yeah. Any fuck yous. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be anybody in particular. I mean, you could be a friend. You could just be like Comcast. <laughs> suck Dave, my, suck you my ass, ass Matt. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. Nice. Are you just too wholesome? So we're just going to have to go back to hating on Ted Nugent then. <laughs> that motherfucker. I mean, yeah, he sucks. And the thing is, um, I don't have any fun fuck yous. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Do you have any shitty ones? <laughs> just They're all just too real. Oh, well, okay. let's, let's, let's narrow it down a little bit. Is there Are there any elementary school teachers you'd like to tell to, tell to go fuck themselves today? Um, yeah, sure, sure. So uh, Mrs. Grant, <clears throat> uh, my first grade teacher, she did want to put me in uh, a corner. A, a corner. <laughs> she did not know what to do with me. She stole. So when I uh, had can't stop at the word stole (laughs) (laughs) when i had dental work done in first grade she stole your gold teeth she i wait i was given this breathing apparatus that i got to take home with me picturing like bane from (laughs) well it 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 was exactly like bane in that this breathing apparatus smelled like bubble gum oh and so why do dentists always use fucking bubble gum because it's great they think kids like it so uh, I brought it to school to show everyone else. So I was basically passing around this, I guess what looked like drugs or whatever. <laughs> and she took it away. She took it away from me. 
She took your baby Bane drug mask. Yes. <laughs> I just, I'm just loving the idea of kindergarten Bane just running around. <laughs> you adopted the ABCs, but I was born into them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, baby Bane bubblegum drug mask. <laughs> baby Bane Baby bubble Bane's bubblegum drug mask. TM. <laughs> I think the reason I fucking hate bubblegum is because of all the dentist shit that they used for it. Like the swish no swish you had to do. Like so, I mean, this was Montana. I don't know what they do in Oregon. But you had to like swish for a minute or like to flavor every tiny pony Did you thing. do the foam? They like spray foam into kind of a retainer shape that then fits into your oh, teeth. Oh, it you was like to... plaster of Paris basically? Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. And you have to like chew it for a minute. Yeah, it tasted like seaweed and stuff. Oof. I guess I didn't. this isn't as funny now. Like do you have any guilty pleasures you had as a kid that you still do? Masturbation. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, we had I was one. Yeah. very vocal about my enjoyment of masturbation. No guilt there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where was the last place you masturbated that wasn't home? Um, hotel room, probably. Okay. That's Did you get it just for that purpose? <laughs> <laughs> that makes yeah, a more exactly. interesting story. I rolled up and okay. hotel five the for desk clerk was like, hey, Sam, how's it going? <laughs> Happy <The> Saturday. <laughs> Got the Andy's Mint just like you like it? Yes. <laughs> Gross. Towels all warmed up for you. Yes, yeah, we were we were really hoping for something a little bit more risque. Mine was uh, at the bathroom at work. So that's yeah, it's work, of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> of why. Course. I, fun fun fact: that's not why I'm unemployed right now. They fired me for the wrong reasons. Yeah, if only they knew. <laughs> you're on the way out the door. You're like, and by the way, <laughs> I turned your bathroom into a Jackson Pollock. Go fuck yourselves. Oh uh, yeah. Actually, I got fired for writing a poem, but that's not important. Oh, no, I know the story. Whoa! <laughs> In fact, you told me that story at the gathering where we met Sam. Yes, yes, I did. Because that's right when it happened. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Damn. Wasn't it more of quoting a poem and giving it to the wrong person? Yeah, or actually, I even threw it away, and somebody dug it out of the garbage yeah. so that they could get me in trouble. Big, big hate right there. Wow. <laughs> Talk about, what's the term? Salt Carpet bagging? I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's go with carpet bagging. Yeah. Like <laughs> sure. People put carpets in the trash, I guess. Carpet bagging um, piece of shit. So welcome to D20 Questions, the pair of Dice City, where the grass is green and the girls are frequently tieflings. Uh, <laughs> my name is Law, the pansexual labyrinth. <laughs> um, my name is Zach. I am the, I'm so sorry, I am the dwarven paladin of Mora Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he told me it was bad, but I had no idea how bad so it was going to be. I'm so sorry. It was so stupid. Oh, God. I had a great one's crying. Um... <laughs> So with us today is Mr. Sam Cole. So we're going to let you introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hello, I'm Sam. Um, Sam Cole, yes, that is uh, my full name, sort of. Uh, Mystery. <laughs> you know, Sam. Leave him guessing. Oh, I see. I went off the email I got. That's that's fair. No one, no one calls me Samuel these days. Just Google. And what do I do? Uh, a few things, but I think the most pertinent item is that I am the co-creator and host of Dungeon Battle Karaoke. Which, as names go, just has to be the most drawing concept ever. <laughs> I check, hope. Check I hope every so. box for me. <laughs> that is a monthly-ish show here in Portland. Uh, game show adventure RPG. And so basically I took two things I enjoy, Dungeons and Dragons and karaoke, and I, you know, had them like tiny dolls and I was like, now kiss. Mm -hmm. And I made them uh, create a baby that was Dungeon Battle Karaoke. Uh, So, I mean, a lot of people have like really silly off the wall ideas to be like, oh man, I'm totally going to do this thing where you do this and this. And it's just an idea. So I want you to paint me a picture of where you were and what you were doing when you thought Dungeon Battle Karaoke and what made you actually follow through. Well, so, um, I mean, honestly, I have uh, lists and lists and pages and pages of ideas that are basically combining two different things. And, you know, there's there's some that seem feasible and some that are just delightful ideas that will never see the light of day. Sure. Uh, Dungeon Battle Karaoke, or uh, DBK, as I like to say, because time is money. Hey, and always extra, be branding. And the extra <laughs> syllables you save there just, oh, no. Yeah, got to spend them elsewhere. You're right. Um, that one, I mean, we the first ever DBK was basically uh, my birthday party. Mm. So that was kind of like a really easy prototype test run. I had a group of friends and family come and do it. And uh, it was like, oh, 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone should base business decisions off their birthday parties. <laughs> and yes. nothing and nothing says fun like karaoke with your mom. Let me just, mm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Actually, my mom would probably be pretty fun at karaoke. I have no idea. Um, yeah, so I mean, and then um, uh, I run it with my partner, Amrat Gregor, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Knives, is her show persona. Right. Oh. Show-sona? Yeah, yeah. Fursona. Fursona. <laughs> oh, right, right. I should say that, so... The DBK is basically I'm on stage. I run an adventure of sorts. Uh, that's the D&D elements. And then there are teams, um, you know, uh, varying sizes of players. Right. And they have to sing a song in order to make their way through the adventure. I will prompt them with, say, here's a difficult mountain that you have to pass. Right. And they might elect to sing Ain't No Mountain Mountain High High Enough. Right, yeah. There you go. I'm really glad that we all came to the same song. That's important. Also, because that's not enough layers for me, I wear a robot suit. My persona is DJ Robot Butler. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to know for a very hard fact that the reason I haven't been yet is not because of lack of want. It is no, I everything know. ever from the first one when you announced it at Orcs Fest last year and we're still like getting the ball rolling. I wanted to go so bad every time it's mm-hmm. on a night that I cannot make it happen. The yeah. only reason I haven't gone is because I want to do a League of Ultimate questing team for ah, it. Yeah. I want to bring a whole crew and I can't go with Law not there and yeah, so it's got to be a whole thing. For sure, for sure. Yeah, because it checks all the box. I mean, especially with the Clinton Street Theater, Lonnie and Roger, old friends of mine. Like, I love those guys. Everything that happens there, I'm usually somehow interested in. They would probably recognize me and go, "Ah, I know you from somewhere, and then just ignore me. (laughs) Yeah, if I didn't do all of the off nights for Rocky for like four years, they probably wouldn't remember my name, but I just... That's fair. Made them some money. (laughs) Um, And plus... I made them some money in a different way. Mm. But I was usually wearing a mask the whole time, so that's why they wouldn't recognize me. Gotta protect that identity. Right. And I also used to do karaoke, and of course, Dungeons & Dragons is a... By do, I mean host, but it's... Ah, Everything about it is of extreme interest to me. Can we just have a brief aside on just the most important topic ever? So Law uh, told me about this drink that we're drinking right now. This Mm -hmm. is a combination of Stiegel, Radler, uh, mm-hmm. grapefruit Radler, and uh, Lunasul tequila. Blanco tequila. Blanco yeah. tequila. So we've uh, we've actually been calling this uh, tequila, which um, as of like a minute ago. As yeah. of like a minute ago, <laughs> uh, and I had never really had it myself, like just a full thing of it. And you've it been is, around me while drinking it. Yes, and it is a goddamn dream. So do yourself a favor, pour it's yourself good. a nice like double shot of tequila in the bottom yep. of a glass, fill the damn thing with ice, and then slowly water it down with the Stiegel until it's all gone and until you desperately need it. It's another. a beautiful fusion of cultures. Yeah, it's got a nice peppery tequila flavor and like a really sour great just bubbly uh, mm. remind me to ask you about German Mexican fusion food later and you can maybe help me out with that let's just do it now who gives a shit about I'm in. I'm in. I love the fusions <laughs> I want you to tell me a couple of good stories about some funny things that have happened in Dungeon Battle Karaoke too you know as a as a want to be voyeur that it cannot attend sure sure well it's uh, I mean it's quite similar to I would say your standard table of D and D, where the DM is making Monty Python jokes and killing everybody. Yeah, you know, gotcha. trying to do that, and that's kind of the role you're taking is like the the dungeon master. Totally, yeah. totally. And then the players are uh, behaving like players, which I mean to say that they frequently try to solve their problems with seduction. Oh, okay, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So what comes to mind that's is... That's the reason I got fired. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, what comes to mind is we had a kind of a pirate ship episode and mm. one team decided they wanted to try to uh, have sex with the sharks, the shark sure. minions that the, the pirate captain had. Not the sharks. No, no, right. oh, no, the, no, no, no. Enemy to the jets. No, of course. <laughs> um, and they, they rolled very poorly. So... Yeah. Um, you know, the consequence was that they actually succeeded in having sex with the sharks because that wouldn't be They good. failed the skill challenge and had to fuck the sharks they tried to fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that I was, love, that was a that. bed of their own making. When you're a shark, you're a shark all the way from the first seduction <laughs> check to your mm-hmm. last dying day. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that was too good. Thank uh, you. So uh, we forgot to ask the most important intro question that we like to get people primed up with. Uh, Say it from the really messed up ones we did before the show started. Um, what was just your first experience with tabletop role playing in D&D? Mm. So I count myself to be a lucky individual who went through middle school pretty pleasantly. Yeah. Uh, I started sixth grade and I was like, my friends from it's fifth good grade in- income <laughs> living comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, retirement plan. I was making good six figures. Mm. Um, 
No, I like I like tried to be one of the popular kids in sixth grade because that's the direction a lot of my friends from elementary took. And it just worked because you're an amazing person. Everything's <laughs> great for fucking Sam. Everyone everyone thinks about it. And then it was, yes, just a happy ending. There we go. Yeah, actually, the only reason I wasn't popular is because this never occurred to me. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I was at the crossroads and I was like, do you want to try to be popular? Or, yeah, fuck it. Um, here I am. Success and joy. Um, I technically succeeded by going down the road less traveled by. Right. And that has made all the fucking difference. There you go. Um... But no, then, but like people were like in band and playing D and D, and I was like, "Oh shit, that looks better." Yeah, <laughs> it's like the grass is always greener. Yeah, no. Uh, shout out to Ron and Aaron, who were my D and D buddies. Ron had like inherited it from his family. Mm. His dad was the D and D empire. Uh huh. Uh huh. His dad was a nerd, and so like he just brought it to lunch. I have a very important question for you. Yeah, is Aaron A A R O N? Yes. So I'm assuming at one point or another you called them Ron and Aaron. If you didn't, then you failed as a friend <laughs> with I'm that so, stupid I'm ass s- softball joke. <laughs> I'm so sorry to report that I've then have failed as a friend. Oh my god, we uh, we tried to get you to give us some some shout out fuck yous, but instead we got the positive D and D one. So that's yeah, great. actually, um, <laughs> I actually have one of those uh, shout out fuck yous. Can I just say fuck you, Sam, for having a <laughs> successful middle school? All right, let's hear my it. shout out is now. You had, to, you had to backslide into the nerdiness of D and D, like step down from the throne of coolness. Mm-hmm. Oh man, no, I was deep in that mess. <laughs> so then, yeah, I mean, like honestly, I've never been. Um, super my campaigns have never been um good long standing <laughs> <laughs> they have right. always been a plus choice cuts <laughs> but perhaps incomplete yeah no i guess um the, the thing i remember most about my first exposure in seventh grade there mm-hmm. which was D third edition right just mostly making characters and just yeah. loving doing that. Yeah. Everyone loved looking at like the equipment charts and just like yes. pressing things up. Like, I'm going to buy a goat and I'm going to train <laughs> it and how to ram people and ride its back. Yes. Yes. And then like playing one session and be like, yeah. And then and someone else is like, I want to make a new character. Yeah. So can I have a trench coat? Is that, a, am I, can I wear a trench? Can it be red? It's basically a cloak. It's I basically. Mean, <laughs> yeah. At a young age, there was a lot of like campaign edging, <laughs> like just no completion. <laughs> Yes, maybe someday I'll know what it feels like to just fully finish. Yeah, yeah. I it's think a good feeling. I think I've ran one campaign to completion, and mm. that just yeah, it was a good it was a good game. Oh, I bet, and still cleaning up the mess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what 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 is that for you? Like, what level did that end at? It was actually wasn't even D and D. It was Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. Um, I ran it in an alt universe with a different set of storylines, which accidentally predicted the actual end of Game of Thrones. What? So, and for those of you playing the D20 questions drinking game, Zach just mentioned uh, Song of Ice and Fire, Fire role playing <laughs> system. Yes, which is made by Green Ronin. If you want to check it out, it's amazing. They're a great company. Yeah. Nice. So you do Dungeon Battle Karaoke, which is Dungeons and Dragons plus karaoke. So I thought it'd be fun if we talked about the formula. Here's the, here's the equation: D and D plus blank equals plot profit i don't know yes for fun yes 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 so what other things can you fuse with the world of dungeons and dragons to make them a whole new entity anything it's true but like let's 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 roll out some examples so earlier today law and i were just kind of walking around doing like what you could call a production meeting buying cigarettes buying cigarettes (laughs) um jazz cigarettes no Mm -hmm. um so basically we were trying to i was trying to come up with like what's things that you can mix D D with and we came up with some really dumb ones that don't go anywhere. Like, the jokes just ended. It's like Dungeons and Dating, you know? Like, what, right. <laughs> what do you do with that? I had the good idea of, like, of like housing, like, finding residency. But, like, mm. you just literally go and unlock people's doors. And dungeons d- and domiciles. Dungeons and domiciles. I like oh, that. Oh, okay. But you literally find your apartment by going in and killing the people who are already there and then looting their stuff and then taking over their base. <laughs> okay. Not, and then it's, their pets. Then it's, like, dungeons mm. and uh, jail yes. is the next one. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, most Dungeons and Dragons plus blank equals jail. Yeah. Turns out. true. Yeah. Real world, if you do that stuff here, kind of frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. In most circles. Yeah, the term murder hobo takes on a completely different tone of uh, tone in the court of law. Neither right. of those things are well represented in court. No. Not <laughs> no. No. Um, yeah, let's say, uh, what, what, what do we got? What's our fresh D&D plus blank equals fun? I mean, so, well... Orcs, orcs, orcs comes to mind. Sure. Because that's all like kind of dungeons plus cuisine. Yeah. Dungeons always, and dinner. And then I think. That was an easy one, Sam. I'm so sorry. Drinking. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're going to find out very quickly that I am not clever. <laughs> <laughs> 
you could you could feasibly extend that into a, a full on tavern yeah. that just like exists in perpetuity with you know bartenders in character it is a conversation i've had with many be working food industry and D for the past couple like of days. oh man you know what we should do that yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah roast pigs every night i wonder what the table charge would have to be at that in order to like break even on it a lot yeah especially mm-hmm. if you really go with the timely cuisine cuisines of ordering like whole primals of meat and things like that but like <laughs> even as not like a good business decision just as like an activity yeah i mean you get like dungeons plus like art you get fantasy art you well, get dungeons and dragons plus and that's podcasting you get league of ultimate questing and that's why it's so great as like a like a pop-up because you don't have to pay the overhead of like all this other shit Mm -hmm. there's a little involved but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, dungeons and dragons plus the grocery shop and go what do you got oh shit (laughs) okay i mean that would be a really good fetch quest um so like if you go to the meat counter and you're like i would like to purchase uh one pound of ground beef please and you gotta talk to that fucking npc butcher anybody who's wearing if you start off with rules anybody who's wearing a red shirt that's an enemy you have to talk to them you have to have an Mm. actual conversation with them if they walk away before you have the ability to actually finish a conversation that's a fail that's a loss the dm has been in the grocery store before the game started and picked seven items that are hidden somewhere on the shelves Mm -hmm. and the people who Mm -hmm. find them first get extra experience you have to like roll appraisal on which avocado has just the right amount of Oh, and there's side quests, like uh, you could hide an object with other objects and be like, there's a missing object here somewhere. One of the employees knows the answer to this riddle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Uh, Is it wrong that I'm really excited about this? (laughs) I I, I cut this part out. Uh, TM, 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 TM. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to give this away for free. Yeah. No, that I mean that would be a really interesting. Grocery like, stores hate them. Find it, out why. How long before you get acted on by Kroger? How long before like you get like a fucking summons? Oh man, Kroger's like this ancient wizard. <laughs> <laughs> the Demi Lich. I wield a two-handed Sam's club. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh fuck. Oh, that's too good. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. There's it's a, there. It's there for the taking. You got to do it to like the really big franchisey ones though, because they don't give a shit. Like they've got <laughs> insurance. Like just fuck with them. You can't just bust into a fucking grocery co-op and just <laughs> no. start pissing people off. Do it at Fred Meyer's. Those employees are bored. They want to play a game with They'd you. They be down. <laughs> They're ready to strike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, that was a good. That was a good one. <laughs> D&D plus grocery stores. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll feel, the name will come to us. Um, Dungeons and Sundries. Dungeons That's and Sundries is bad. pretty good. Sundries, oh, sundries and, dragons. and Dragons. Yeah, yeah Sundries no, and no. Dragons. Yeah, there, there we go. Fuck. I like that. That's just right. Well, now I'm just trying to think of like other daily activities. Just menial bullshit. Driving? Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons and like road trips, driving. I have played D&D in a long road trip and it sucks. <laughs> oh, like in the car? But then we were young. Yeah. I, I did for a long time have the dream of converting a Winnebago into like a gaming space with like miniatures in the shelves and stuff. Yes. Called the Highway Roller. That's good. And just drive around to cities really and good. host games. Yeah. That makes fun. me feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a business Warm model. and fuzzy. When I retire, that'll be me. Just the creepy old guy driving around in the... <laughs> hey kids, want to play Dungeons and Dragons? Hey y'all. <laughs> and what do we say about mixing Dungeons and Dragons with other things? What is it usually equal? Jail. Jail. Yeah. <laughs> we can do this. Dungeons and diapers, leveling up your baby. Okay, child care. Child, child care. care. Yes. Or yes, Dungeons yes. and daycare. Dungeons and daycare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dungeons and daycare. So like a child comes up to you and is like, can I play a board game? And you're like, sorry, Jeffy, but you don't have the prerequisites for that. <laughs> this yeah. can't just be forcing toddlers to beat each other to death. Oh, no. All of the kids are given like <laughs> very specific activities and the people working there give them classes based on their first week and like what they do. And then you train them on those things. And obviously to make sure that kids don't feel like locked in, they can cross class. And the parent teacher, they're going to be hilarious because they'll be like, I have some bad news. Timmy is showing a lot of barbarian signs. <laughs> <laughs> no, Timmy. Oh, and that's the best part. It's like on the back end, the teachers will be talking to each other and be like, okay, well, let's pull up the obvious trouble children the bards mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> kids have a tendency to lose their clothes yeah <laughs> it's just gone it does happen yeah um i mentioned band earlier were, were either of you guys in band in school i was in orchestra for a bit which i quickly transitioned into choir which uh, was a, which was a long-term uh, follow-through i played orchestra for a bit and then i quickly transitioned into not being in orchestra <laughs> then i go. transitioned into having sex <laughs> yeah that's actually pretty, pretty well that's, that's my the point timeline is very very close <laughs> My thought, the Bard Kids, was basically just that the stereotypes about band are Mm -hmm. accurate. 
Yeah, I'm just, mm, not for me, but for other people. No shit. In Franklin High School, the back room. So we had all these soundproof rooms where people could practice. And the farthest back at the end of the hallway was, I shit you not called, the sin room. Oh. And I knew several people who had uh, purportedly had sex in the sin room. Jimmy, the band teacher, the coolest guy in the entire world, was a two-time skin cancer survivor. Whoa. And he uh, was That's the coolest. Skin. It's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> he's, he's genuinely the coolest fucking guy ever. And he was the kind of person who would, like, if you were going to skip class, he was okay if you came to the band room and, like, you Chilled. know. Well, no, <laughs> Just chilled in the sin room. Sin Hi, I'm Jimmy. Open. Come to the sin room and jack off. No, it was like it was like practice your finger. It was like it would be better than kids going out and doing drugs and shit like that. So they came in. Oh, and yeah. Often he would use it as an opportunity to like teach kind of a side band like bit. He'd be like, "Hey guys, let's listen to this song and like tell me what you hear about the it." Side hustle. The side hustle. Hey Tim kids, Bruce. you know what's cool? Triplets, flautists. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy was amazing. I, I, I band teachers usually are. Circle of fifth. I hope he's still alive. In in high school for us, it was it was choir, and all of the kids that I was friends with, we would hang out in the choir room at lunch, and we would always play like shitty weeboo Japanese music and Perfect. talk about D and D. Perfect. Yes. Yes. I remember we had Mr. Peterson try to translate the Sephiroth song for us because he flew, spoke Latin. Samantha, uh, the the of of luck fame, who mm-hmm. plays Arvid, convinced Jimmy. To include one wigged angel as a fucking choir song during their performance, so we have no shit. There is I, there is footage out there of somebody of them singing one wigged angel on stage at Franklin High School. Nice. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah, band and choir teachers tend to be pretty cool people. Yeah, because they're like, well, I don't I'll lose my job due to budget cuts. I don't give a fuck. Speaking of school, I think it's time for a history check. Oh Whoa! shit! Here we go. How about that? Let's talk about the origin of role playing games in 1968. Amongst the friends of Dame, Dave Arneson, who is founded as kind of like, he's docked as one of the creators of D&D. Gygax invented Chainmail. Arneson was involved, made Castle Blackmore, and, you know, one thing led to another, D&D was born. But before that happened in 71, in 1968, there was a friend of Arneson who was a U.S. Army Reserve Major. His name was David Wesley, and he made a game called Bronstein. And it was, instead of playing, everything at that point was army war games. You played platoons, you played Mm -hmm. legions, and it was like Napoleonic and there was wars and stuff going on. But at this one, you would enter a small region and you would play characters like mayors or protesting students and role play as one character. And it had a referee, which is kind of the the modern version of the Dungeon Master. And this is one of the first versions of playing a single character in a war game with a referee. And it was called Bronstein. And it was made by one of Arneson's friends before D&D ever happened. I, uh, I heard recently from a Polygon video that hit points as a concept came from old uh, war games for figuring out like and battle. It was based like, on like basically but how many like giant military shells you could take. Exactly. <laughs> which, uh, which one of the jokes in the video was everyone that everyone has, has one, one hit point. point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yes. How many of these Brand shells over. can you take? It was usually used for, like, vehicles. Yeah, like yeah. War machines. But, yeah, yeah, that's the... It was, yeah. It it's was. interesting how much connection there is between military and D&D. And not just then, but now. Because, mm-hmm. like, literally all of my friends who are military all played D&D during every opportunity they had. Well, like, any war games wow. were what generals played, like, even in the Middle Ages, just setting up tables with maps and proposing oh combat Oh, my strategies. God. That is what they're doing. And they've got their miniatures. Mm-hmm. And everything. Dude, all my friends, like, I'm not even joking. Like, they made friends playing D&D in the military. And now they're like, that's how I got started. They're still the people I play with. And we've been playing for, like, seven years. Like, wow. it's A lot of places that play D&D are the military mm-hmm. and jail. Yeah. 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 We were talking about Dungeons and Jail. And that's what came to mind. Dungeons and Jail. <laughs> a full circle. Ooh, dungeons and Jail. Dungeons and Jail. Literal dungeons. Do you, do you have a life sentence? Well, then don't worry. Here's some enemies for you. You can cut yeah. your sentence short if you can find the golden arc of Mascron. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine like literally just saying, okay, if there's a swastika on them, they're a monster. <laughs> just, <laughs> go to town. Now actually stab them. Right. Roll to see what kind of shiv you find. <laughs> Toothbrush shiv. Mm. Uh, oh man, could you imagine upgrading your gear? Mm. <laughs> like taking old textbooks and using the covers underneath your clothes as armor oh, and shit? Oh, this so is beautiful. Now. Who's who's going to be giving out experience in that? A warden? <laughs> God, I want to become a warden. Fuck the prison system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like we're uh, we've got a better idea, and so we should probably start our own. I feel like this would be better for like a scared boot camp kind of thing, like with kids who are like on the wrong path, but just like put them in yes. a fucking simulation. You want to play Dungeons and Dragons the rest of your life? Call it call, <laughs> oh, okay. it call it loot camp. 
Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Okay, honestly, I keep thinking about like rising through the ranks of the military and how often in my mind it just basically means you're leveling up. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, hey, I was a corporal, now I'm a fucking lieutenant. That was yeah. a super like AD&D thing too, like all of the paladin fighter classes, like literally their level progressions were like types of soldiers in the army. Yeah. And then you get to access like new secret areas and mm. Oh, total completely pointless side note. Um a while ago I was playing Arkham Horror and in Arkham Horror you have a lot of uh D6s. And yes. during this, you're basically, you roll, and if you get a six, it's double success. It's basically an automatic success. Sure. And I wanted a way to pay respect to the dice who had done well. <clears throat> and so while I was playing, I started arranging my dice in a weird way. And then Ruben, the person I was playing with, looked at me. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, they're ranking up. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, well, these are all private second classes. These are all private first classes. These are your corporals. These are your sergeants. These are the ones who've made it into, into officership. That's when they do multiple ones in a row and they really excel. So all the, all the sergeants move to lieutenants and then so on and so forth. And he's like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. And I'm going to do that right now. If, if they <laughs> yes, fail, though, yes. do they get demoted? Oh, yeah. No, uh, rather, if you have two fails in a row, then you get demoted. Mm. Yeah, because one failure, you know, anybody can slide off with a failure. Yes, you but can understand a mistake. Here's a game mechanic that just popped into my head that got me real juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were talking about so when you're in like the military and you become higher and higher rank you get access to more like personnel information right. like what if in the game your actual like D mechanical reward was that you had more world lore like secrets that no one else knew about the world based on what level Ooh. you achieved i love that i love that like a tangible juicy story reward Oh man! Interesting. I like that. You're gonna you're gonna have to write that down, and we need to right. like flesh that out because that's exciting. It's kind of true with most campaigns, though, because you're like when you get up to the end, there's always like some plot reveal. But it turns out the world has always been this. It's like, oh, cool, Ooh, neat, uh-huh. big turtle. You say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I rolled to kill it. Elephants holding it up. Oh. No, turtles all the way down. All the way down. What? It's turtles all the way down. What are you talking about? There was a whole, uh, well, some British, it was either an actress or a politician that was doing a debate about whether or not the world was actually on the back of a giant turtle. And they're like, well, what's under that turtle? And they was like, oh, it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> How do I not know about this? That they even amazing. reference it in, it's, I think, Borderlands 1. Like, I was running around and I just saw graffiti on the wall that just said turtles all the way down. I'm like, that's a deep cut for Borderlands. <laughs> I think I've seen the elephant thing, too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah no, it's well, uh, uh, Dark Tower. Artuin is the name of the giant turtle. In, in oh oh the the, yeah, the Discworld right yeah, yeah yeah the Discworld turtle that's on the yeah. I was talking about no, I was talking Discworld, about Dark yeah yeah with the elephants again uh, and, and the big yeah it's like a whole it's like a tiered birthday cake <laughs> or a oh wedding cake God I just realized <laughs> I know I can remember the Midworld language poem for mm. how the turtle or how the like elephant protects us all and it's a kama kama priya priya toy gondela nice yeah oh man that's nice. embarrassing the reason i know its name is atuin is because i named a pokemon after it in my pokemon sage <laughs> let's play uh, you should check out our youtube channel and watch laws sage let's play it's so good really interesting go. it's so good fan-made game that's as good as any other pokemon game. fun side story slapdash got started doing youtube and specifically law and i as slapdash the entity got started playing emerald let's play a two-headed emerald nuzlocke yes so it was a uh, two-headed one basically yeah. it just meant that we were both i was playing and he was telling me what to do <laughs> oh gotcha i tried gotcha. not to it no was you my, did a great job of not like but i got to flex my knowledge of you know typings and law was basically my pokedex we we actually had a rule where i couldn't look anything up and so law would just have to like pull shit out of his ass right. i like that i like that Hey everybody, this is Zach coming at you with some housekeeping. Uh, fortunately, this particular show doesn't require nearly as much as League of Ultimate Questing, but we still got to go through some basics here. So there was definitely a long gap between these last two episodes, and that's largely because we were trying to rework the format of it. We hadn't really organized any invitations or anything like that for our guests. There's, there was just a lot going on. But rest assured, we are still going to be doing D20 questions. It's just going to be a little bit more freeform, and rather than trying to produce it consistently every two weeks or on the first and third Wednesday, Wednesday of every month or whatever. We're just going to go ahead and try and just make it when it's easy and convenient for us and we'll work it out as we go. As you probably already know, we really don't do any advertising for ourselves at all. So if you guys really like us and want to give us support, please spread the word. Get us out there. Share us with your neighbors, their dogs, their dentists, everybody. Um, We could definitely use that kind of support because, you know, early spread is is really valuable. And if you want to hear more stuff like us, you know, maybe, maybe throw us a couple of bucks over at Patreon. We've actually been getting a huge number of patrons in like rapid succession this 
this last couple of weeks, and I cannot express enough how much I love you guys for doing that. But beyond that, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. We've obviously fixed our audio issues that we were having with League of Ultimate Questing, so those will be resolved on the new episodes that we record this coming 16th of October. Uh, so unfortunately you will have to deal with some rough audio for the next few episodes, but not too bad. Anyway, we really appreciate you listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, I hear that there's a charity party coming to town. (laughs) (laughs) Charity party? Uh, so she came up with that name, like two hours ago we were we were fucked up on biscuits and gravy <laughs> and we <laughs> i was ruined by those biscuits they were thick um don't do that to you we used to do a lead into d20 questions where we'd get the juices flowing just like creatively kind of getting the ball rolling on our brains becoming funny which we're, hasn't yeah. worked to date yeah um, <laughs> which we did before we started asking people about their favorite porn stars yes that's right okay. that's yeah that's how th- this is what <laughs> we've evolved to that yeah <laughs> This is um, the prototype for porn star questions. So what I have is two charts. One of them is conversational topical starters for parties. Great. Like real world college parties. And the other one is a list of dungeon adventure prompts. I like how you said real world like college parties. <laughs> well, like, I realized they ended on the word party and I'm like, people are going to get confused because that's a D&D thing. Well, and you also realize that you're uh, talking to people who probably don't get invited to a whole lot of parties. Yes. <laughs> I've only heard about, I've read about them. I've only seen paintings of <laughs> I'd them. I'd love to be a part of one <laughs> of them. So there's a set of percentage dice in front of you. Ooh. Uh, the guest gets to roll. So let's go ahead and do one and then another. Uh, I mean, both dice at once, but two yeah, percentage don't. rolls. Gotcha, gotcha. 60. 60. And 21. Hmm. So the two topics are, hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you do to improve your mood when you're feeling down? And an ancient catacomb has just been opened under a city, releasing the undead within. Okay. So what do you think that the undead do in order to improve the mood? Whether they like, they're just learning they've become undead or they're bored because their life is wow. eternal. What does, what's an undead's go-to mood booster? Well, I'm, I'm brought immediately to what we do in the shadows with the idea of these uh, people who've been trapped in forever and they sure. just like, they live their same life every fucking day. And now suddenly they've got options, right? They have the internet. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they have the internet. And so mm-hmm. like, imagine mm-hmm. you've been trapped in the catacombs or whatever, and now you're free. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you do? What's the first thing you do to lift the centuries, millennia long funk that you've been developing? When there's like a different idea for each type of undead mm-hmm. i mean like zombies are gonna want to eat some brains like it's okay just, it's what well, i was gonna say you like you're like mm. let's clarify a handful of undead types so we have zombie yeah. let's just okay. say wraith ghost shadow in kind of a spectral sure, sure. negative mm-hmm. energy ephemeral realm. you know skeletal as far as the more you know bludgeoning damaged non-fleshy interesting so you separate skeleton from zombie I do only oh, yeah. because it's a, would, it's a yeah. big stat thing as far as fighting them mechanically. Fair. Fair. Okay. Which is if mm-hmm. what else is D&D if not? Also a while back I had a really cool idea of uh, a world where undead are a part of that world and how much humanity you have left is a, is a reflection of like your your status. So the more mm. fleshy you are, the more like like second class citizen. And so the most elite and like powerful are like skeletal and like... I thought you meant like while you were still living. And I'm like if the more fleshy you are, the least human you are, then I am just, just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> But I just love the idea that like like the elites are people who have eschewed humanity entirely, mm. and now they're just these bone constructs and like things like that. And bone constructs. I, yeah, I almost went there too. Um, <laughs> I also like the idea of like how you act in life dictates what kind of undead you come back oh, as. Ooh. Um, so well, like, and then there's obviously like the more advanced realm of like the revenants and vampires, like the things that are something more, oh, something yeah. greater than something kind ever of design, well, something yes. driven by a human impulse, specifically yes, something... hunger, vengeance, mm-hmm. you know, anger, power, like, like whites, emotionally driven, very okay. much so, uh, whites and even death knights to that. Oh yeah, totally. Regard. Um, so there's just kind of like miniony skeletons. Yeah. yeah. So what's their? Obviously, zombies want to get that good brain juice. They want to eat street brains. Like they're out, they're out of the catacombs for the oh first time. Oh my god. Yeah, they've been they've been doing domesticated brains for fucking. So they've never long. even tried flavor. They get street meat. I would love just imagine to zombies see that. trying to farm humans and just like not figuring it out. <laughs> they just some sharp them. zombies. It's like no, you gotta let them breed. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I mean, that was my first reaction. Was like, yeah, I want a snack. Well, I'm see, just like gonna get myself a little snack. I love the idea that skeletons have to eat bones to like replenish their calcium. 
<laughs> just crunching mm-hmm. on giant crouton bones. <laughs> just like I gotta do it, you know. It's like, like Italian breadsticks. Well, especially because I love the idea of like a zombie or ghoul and a, and a skeleton traveling together, and they'd be like, "Okay, you get the flesh, I get the bones, and then this creepy little fucker gets the organs, and it cuts to like they some, use the like, whole <laughs> they use the whole buffalo. chupacabra." They use the whole buffalo. <laughs> and then you got like a you got like a flesh golem that really can't eat anything, but it's it a construct and not an undead. Okay, fair, fair. But it uses the skin to put itself back together. Just patch up, patch things. It doesn't fix itself. It's a, it's a this creative. one does. Okay. This one used to be a seamster. <laughs> oh. And now he's, a, ta- he's a, a, a sartorial golem. Got it. And so he's a sartorial <laughs> golem. So periodically, he's just like, you know, let me just sew a few things back together. Is it a screech cobbler? <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> I imagine that the wraiths and the specters would get a, a thrill out of passing through new materials. <laughs> like the idea of like, ooh, I get to go through like balsa wood. Ooh, that feels weird. Ooh, like, yes. it's so soft, but it's like soft, but it gives. Yeah. It's like, um, Very porous. Yeah, it's like there's like a, there's like a resistance, but it's only just at the start. Like, it, like it's basically like swimming in cobblestone, just like finding the weird things like, ooh, this feels, I, I bet there's some sensation. Or like <laughs> cheese. Ooh. Just, <laughs> <laughs> they go to the dairy farm and there's like huge wheels of brie and they're, I'm going to get in that shit. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in it for weeks. I'm gonna that's, bust that okay, line. so now just like a little mental note for myself, that's a little a new monster is haunted wheel of cheese. Yes. We had a joke about an Asiago golem. <laughs> yes, we know. did. <laughs> Damn it! Or what if like there's cheese? That I actually recently had some of that cheese that's literally like uh, fed to maggots, basically to like crawl uh, through it. Whoa! No, but it was actually really nice. Um, Weird. But I mean, I've heard of that. It, did you have that in town? It was at a, a D and D thing, so someone went to a really cool deli that had some kind of fun export stuff. I thought that was a, like highly illegal or something. I think it's illegal. I think just people, like white people, don't like that. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Which basically means it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's, uh, too, that's real. a little well, too apt. Yeah. Oof, but I'm picturing like <laughs> these these uh, cheese artisans who are like, this one has had a wraith in it for three months. Yes. Like just hanging, yes. hanging out in it. You can really oh, taste Jesus. their dark past as you with each bite. The dark pasteurization. A dark pasteurization. <laughs> I'm so sorry that delicious. Happened. Oh my god. No, I, I like I like the idea that ghosts really can't do anything and they haunt because it's like the only interest they have. Right. Um specifically, uh, way back when I realized that when you try to videotape uh CRT TVs, they like have that weird flicker. So right? you talking about ghosts. Yes. I know, I know, I am I am, trust me, I'll get there. Okay. Um, so you look at CRTs with a camera and they used to like flicker really bad because the refresh rate was all messed up. Yes. Now imagine if ghosts, because they're on like this slightly different plane, they can't mm. see or experience like digital or analog media. Mm. When it comes through, they're on a different frequency, and so it just goes completely through them. So they can't hang out and like watch TV with you oh, or anything. That sucks. I They've feel got bad for them. Nothing to do. Or they just get like every eighth frame. <laughs> so it's yeah, like so really confusing. Like, what the fuck is this show? I can't. Yeah, or it's like seeing the world in grayscale or something like that. They can't read books. They can't see anything that's been printed or modified. They just, they just can't read books because they're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's, let's be fair. Nothing ghosts holding them back. Dumb. <laughs> if I'm inviting a ghost into my house, that's okay. Right. <laughs> ghosts are stupid. But I just like that idea that they're like, we've got nothing to do. I'm going to haunt your ass. Right. If you can't even, or if you can't interact with objects, it's like the whole, uh, Twilight Zone, where it's like I'm in this library, but I can't fucking open any of these books. Right. Mm. I have to learn how to like float through them one page at a time to well, read. At least them. I can read yes. the large print books. Oh no! <laughs> Depressing. Um, other end, I don't want to talk about vampires are boring and cliche. Like we know what they want. They want to fucking bone down and suck it. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, I always yeah. love the idea that uh, vampires just can't have sex; that their bodies don't function. That I didn't way. talk about that. Oh, I guess I did bone down. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I it always bugged me when people are like, "Oh, vampires, they're so sexy," and I'm like, "They're they're corpses. Uh, they don't have those uh, necessary you functions. Mean, you don't you don't need all that to do it. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But I'm just saying, you like, can achieve a lot with determination. True. But no engorgement means no nervous system firing, which means there's no orgasm. Which means they're, it's all going to be, sure, they're givers. Sure. Vampires are givers. Ah, that's they the true lesson Although there here. could be kind of like a fulfillment thing. Mm, like, we're even yeah. just like experiencing someone else's like false love, you know, like give strength Ooh, to their resolve yeah. of their undead mission. It's all, it's all about their joy and their love. And yeah, their that's why they glamour people. Like, they literally, like, the more people think they're great, the more powerful they become as a vampire. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, yeah. Like, if you can convince some, like, some like princess to suck your lifeless unblooded wang for eternity <laughs> like that's got to feel pretty good i have also heard the opposite argument that because they are vampires they can control the blood in their body which mm-hmm. means they can basically accomplish any kind of weird like... i know exactly what kind of people make that argument <laughs> <laughs> twilight fans 
Um, high school girls. Mm. There you so go. Twilight fans. Live journal. <laughs> ah. So Twilight fans. I'm, I'm waiting, yeah. <laughs> Many hats for the same head. <laughs> All right, that was a, that was that was a good charity party. I would I would want to be invited back to that charity party. The charity party, yeah, yeah, man. No, I love the idea, the the reference, uh, or rather, the term for the main character of Twilight as a, just a comfortable pair of pants that you can pull on for a little while and pretend you're. I use that <laughs> me- metaphor a lot. The comfortable pair of pants. Yeah, you're just mm-hmm. this is just a comfy pair of pants. Oh man, any good? What's a good story from a recent D and D experience you had? Um. Well, uh, you guys uh, may be disappointed to find that I don't play too often. Yeah, it um, can be more. When it's your job, I imagine you probably don't want to play a whole lot. Do tell. Law. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I still, I still get down. Um, yeah. But I mean, it doesn't have to be like, re- like a recent as in the last time it happened. I, I am running a campaign for friends, and I, uh, I decided that I wanted to introduce a kind of a level up mechanic that was a little bit different. Just like a guy who comes in and fixes your radiator. When you <laughs> <up>. <laughs> hey, looks like you want to be a level four. Let me. Uh... <laughs> you want third level spells, but your transmission's shot. <laughs> Um, That's your problem right here. You're cross-classing the cleric at fourth level. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're not going to get any weapon proficiencies and spell mechanics. No. I uh, uh, I decided that they, each each player has to visit a specific store to level up. Mm-hmm. So you, and, you made it wow. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, go on. Go on. I want to hear this, though. Although I'm going to add in that the level up mechanic also checks your alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. No, I really want to hear this 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 uh, capitalist leveling up thing. Though, tell me. <laughs> it is. Uh, with some help from my friend Keith, who's mm-hmm. one of the players. Barbarians, they have to go to Rage and Busters. Mm. Awesome. Uh, very on brand. Wizards have to go to Tome Depot. We're going to steal these. Can Keith, can Keith come work for us? <laughs> You uh, you would like him. He's we need commercial ideas all the heavy. time. We seriously need commercials. <laughs> Tome Depot is very. I will. Good. I will release this as a as a open source module. I will credit. I will credit Keith for these. Yeah, these no jokes shit. We will we actually give them credit. Absolutely. Okay. So while speaking of Keith, his player is a monk, mm-hmm. and monks have to go to IKEA. Nice. That's oh great. my god, I love it. Which is a furniture <laughs> store founded by an order of monks, and they build a collapsible. Mm-hmm. pieces of furniture of so course. at the moment he has a quarter staff that can expand into a banquet table oh, that's awesome i'm um, so happy right now it hurts <laughs> <laughs> so um i had this whole scenario set up for him they um they were uh catering a party and right before anything started he decided to open up his banquet table mm-hmm. in the middle of a crowud and so just right off the bat, oh, he, a mic drop right there. <laughs> he just like injured several bystanders. Um, it happened to be an elf's sweet 101 16 party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sweet 116. Um, uh, so it was all these teen youths. And so he just like basically exploded a piece of furniture and injured several of them. Hell yeah. That's amazing. I guess that's what I like is the moments that you cannot plan for. The moment you deal damage with furniture. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. And the, the quarter staff's name was like Schmierzwagen. <laughs> right. Right. Just something real choice. Oh, yeah. I like the uh, yeah Ikea, especially like when. But the employees aren't always happy. Sometimes they go on an arm strike. They were down to a quarter staff. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> No, I will send Keith your way. This is... Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm striking the corner staff. It was too much. See, it's the one-two punch. <laughs> Uh-oh. That was the part of the show where I deal Zach physical damage. Yes. Oh, yes. God. Sonic damage. It's here. <laughs> Nobody expects sonic damage. Oh, that uh... hurt. What is that? I'm seeing stars. Hold on. What's wow. the whispers? The vapors? No, the, the va- hideous laughter. Oh, Tasha's? Oh, yeah. yeah. That old Tasha. What yeah, is- there you go. There's like this line that my throat crosses, and once I laugh too hard, I'll say. I just can't. 
Don't you dare. Not right now. I just recovered. <laughs> not you. Not you. Oh, my God. No, it's like seriously, like at a certain point of laughter, I just, it turns into coughing. <laughs> That's why you know it, it's it good. It evolves yeah. into coughing. Sorry. <laughs> That's Wheezing good. turns into coughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although it is, yeah. The other way around. Yes. <laughs> you got any questions? I don't want to like put you on Jesus, the spotlight. No, man. Like, I'm sorry. I just... I've gone completely blank because I've been drinking this this tequila and like <laughs> tequila. I've been drinking tequila. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Real quick, I will say that one thing I very much enjoyed for uh, consumers of alcohol yeah. is including that in my games. Drinking. Yes. Specific like in-game challenges that involve drinking. So a dwarf, okay. for example. But this is a D&D, not Dungeon Battle Karaoke. This is D&D. Yes, 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 yes. Very specific rules about these things. <laughs> yes. Cool. And, and they know where to find me. Lay it on. Um, you know, you just like a dwarf, you know, chieftain mm-hmm. of some kind is like, I don't respect you until you uh, beat me in a drinking contest. And then having the actual player do the drinking contest. Yes, yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Ooh. Don't need to roll. You just need to take a shot. Um, and then that has, oh, yeah. I think I love combine as, you know, as we've been talking about just oh, yeah. combining things into your game. See, I'm one of those weirdos who actually prefers not to have people drink at my table, except I run a Western game where we specifically drink beer, coffee, and whiskey. There and you go. All we're allowed to do. Those are the cowboy drinks. Well, and mine's kind of like a lead in thing. Like I'll know, like this is going to be kind of like a fun between session where we're all going to be like really role playing and involving ourselves in the world. So let's bring some booze. But like guys, Ooh. this week we're not smoking before our session. Like this is going to be some ah. some heavy shit. Yeah, you guys are going to be entering like the womb of creation kind of shit. It's but yeah no. I honestly I love the fact that uh, we've got these two players. We were always late universally. One of them gives the other a ride. They're always late. And the standard is that they are the ones who bring the booze, which means that the game is at 10. It's Ooh. 11 if you're Derek and, and Ryan, and they have to bring the whiskey. <laughs> Shout out Derek so, and Ryan. So when they show up an hour late with a bottle of whiskey, it's like, hey, guys, you're right on time. There like, you go. <laughs> Perfect. You're never late if you bring the booze. Right. That's the bottom line. <laughs> like a wizard. Yes. D&D's got a lot of dumb stuff in it. It does. It really does. <laughs> Uh, which leads us to a new segment that we're working Yay, on. Yay! What a great lead-in. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be one thing that we're going to beta test for a little while called the B-Listiary. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited uh, about Where this. I'm going to talk about great. either monsters that are the dumbest thing of all time or something that's kind of swept under the carpet, like not really acknowledged for its greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, I'm going to talk about the Roving Mauler. Ooh, tell me about this. The Roving Mauler. This one, I'm going to start, this is easy mode to start with. This one already has a reputation as a very stupid monster. It's definitely got legs in this field. Literally five of them. Um, <laughs> and it's not like the the high schooler, oh, God, he's got five legs. <laughs> so picture, for me, if you will, in your mind, the head of a lion. Okay. Uh, yes. You can see it. Now imagine that it has five legs. Not done. Fearsome feline haunches that touch with the ground, but a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> They radiate from its head like sunbeams. It's based on the artwork of the demon Boer from the symbols of Solomon, uh, the, the lesser keys of Solomon. Oh, yeah, I know oh. what you're talking about. So but instead of pedigree. taking that artwork and turning it into something fearsome, they just took the artwork and turned it into a lion wheel. Uh, in third edition, it was released in the Tomb of Magic, and it attacked things by rolling into them and then tumbling away and regenerating. And it looks absolutely unphysically, believably, possibly stupid. <laughs> it's like there's like, isn't in Dark Souls there's like a skeleton wheel that like just rolls the fuck around? What I love, okay, so the Dark Souls thing, it's like a torture wheel, you know, like they used to like strap people to. Sure. But they're carrying it on their person because they can't get out of it, and they walk around, and then when they see you, they use it as a means. This fucking to wheel of jeopardy of death. It's there, yeah. and it's oh, and they're the worst fucking enemy in the world. But this, this, this doesn't. <laughs> this is like less like. Centaurs are confusing. It's like, does it have two sets of ribs? Does it have two sets of genitals? Like, what? This doesn't have a body. This is a head with five legs. Yeah, I'm wondering what the backside looks like. And unlike like. a spider, it just fucking rolls around on its tippy toes. Jesus, that's dumb. I on feline it. legs. So just Google. So the legs are feline. Yeah, and actually the original art from the Seals of Solomon had like hooves. This one's just like uh. big old kitty feet. The fucking spin around <laughs> like a wagon wheel. For some reason, I imagine it with 
people legs, sort of like the flag of the Isle of Man. That is what I had okay. first, <laughs> and then it went away quickly when I realized how stupid that was because uh, I thought even this couldn't like be that even stupid. worse. Yeah, yes, I cannot picture yes. the back of it for long. And like I'm like, okay, take some ideas from the Sills of Solomon and make monsters. That's what, fucking cool. What totally. are what are the attacks? Does it bite? It tumbles. It just tumbles right in on. It the has geo. a tumbling strike. It rolls into you and it deals bludgeoning damage and then okay. it, you get an attack okay. of opportunity at minus four but if it makes its tumble check which was a third edition thing then it gets away for free that is amazing challenge tumble rating check. three off the top of my head I remember tumble checks oh my god very almost amazing. as stupid as this monster how can we make combat last longer <laughs> <laughs> uh, google it hate it join me in your just distaste no I love it I love it See, like, don't get me wrong, like, Seals of Solomon and, like, weird, like, Judeo-Christian stuff has some cool fucking enemies. And great artwork. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, one of my favorite things is, like, the descriptions of Seraphim, Ooh. which are, or no, sorry, sorry, Ophanim. Ophanim, the angel, okay. is described as wheels within wheels with eyes all around. Mm-hmm. Every wheel wrapped in eyes yes. and spinning and spinning endlessly into each other. And do you know what I think when I hear that? I think, like, camera drone. I think of like these this thing that's covered in, in lenses. Oh, totally. And there's even in like the book of Revelations, there's a creature they describe that looks like a giant, uh, a giant horse fly with like the faces of a man and the legs of a beast. It's like it's a fucking helicopter. That's a helicopter. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I see. I keep thinking about this stuff, and I'm like, is there time travel? Is this a thing? <laughs> yeah. It spooks my ass off. <laughs> but no, man, like. <laughs> Well, just spooks it just my ass off. Spooks my pants. <laughs> but no, like seraphims are seven flaming wings surrounding a head. Hell yeah, dog. That's it. That's an angel. There's guys. a lot of circular fuckers. Yeah, yeah, they really yes, are. Ooh, yes. they're round. <laughs> but kind of? Yeah. All these medieval uh, artists were like, ooh, yeah, what the fuck, though? What if it was round? I would fuck up their whole be like, okay, paint the back of it. And they'd be like, okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> Uh, side note, the Ophanim, the wheels within wheels with eyes all around, are actually the wheels on the chariot of the bringers of judgment, which is a cool Duh. fucking, just like... Like idea. it is a being and it is also part of a vehicle. That's a luxury, yeah. that's a luxury ride. My wheels are fucking angels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kind of picture like a kaleidoscope or even like a like a DNA double helix almost. Like I can picture that kind of shit. You're all right for now, Bible. <laughs> <laughs> You're on thin fucking ice. <laughs> You're on the thinnest ice. We're watching you. So what information would you like to communicate to our listeners about Dungeon Battle Karaoke? What's what's coming up? What's relevant? What URLs or social medias should they dip toes in? Before we actually do that, let's cut before that okay. or after that. I have another question. So we've been asking Ooh. a question to everybody. Yes. Oh. Um, which, uh, it's a stupid-ass question, but it gets some interesting answers. If you had to give yourself a race in class, what would it be? Uh, that is actually very easy. Elf wizard. Um, I'm not thrilled about the wizard part, but it is honest. I love the idea of a grudging wizard. (laughs) Um, for like a while back, I was talking about like, if for any reason, like the main league of ultimate questing game ends and I have to stop playing Artyom, I really, really, really want to play like a Jewish wizard who was like kind of like bullied by his parents into becoming Mm -hmm. a wizard. And now he just like, all he really wants to do is be a bard. Um, Uh (laughs) that would be, that would be, yes. And I feel like that would be tapping into my like distant Jewish heritage by just being like, Hey, also depends on what school of magic you follow. You could have like a trans mitzvah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. But but, but why elf wizard? Um, uh, I feel like, uh, my, my, what skills I have have come through study, you know, like I, I enjoy the magic users. Um, in, in my dreams, I'm probably more of a sorcerer who, you know, has just like some sort of, destiny in some way or mm. some inborn magic um <laughs> you realistically know you're just kind of kind of a book nerd yeah yeah honestly my destiny is to read stuff <laughs> or like as you're saying zach i like the idea of uh pining to be a bard who has the the music and and skill to to summon power huh, just realized we've asked this question a lot who the fuck are you law my favorite it's tra- tricky because i've been playing for so long and so many games but like my favorite class is the fairs um it's but are the you a fairs? In- no I'm yeah very, yeah who are very you atheist uh <laughs> there was npc classes in third edition there was one called the expert they yeah. were skill focused. I think I would try to go for that. That's just de- the most depressing fucking answer. <laughs> I'm so, an NPC. Um, now, now, now Sam and I get to take on the responsibility of calling fucking law out for what he actually is. 
Okay. I'm multi-classed. You are multi-classed for sure. Mm. Um, honestly, I feel like, hmm, hmm. Mm. This is a tough one. Do you know? Are you afraid to say? No, no. I'm just having a hard time with race. Uh, I think I know the class. Don't wait. Race is... <laughs> Rogue? Would be like the most skill-based thing I, I would say. Well, but you're clinging to skill as a concept. For me, I feel like it's wizard sorcerer. Hmm. It's a really bad multi-class. Yes, but it doesn't have to be practical. Just like you. They don't help each other at all. And what did you do, Law? You got an art college degree and mm-hmm. then became a cook. Yep. <laughs> Not always the best course of action. But I like the idea that you were a wizard sorcerer. And, God, I'm just having a hard time with the race, though. I feel like my go-to is actually Dragonborn. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like, I see it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, like, originally my first thought was, like, half-orc, because you've got this kind of, like, strong masculine energy, but kind of, like, a reserved masculine energy. Um, but, no, I think I think Dragonborn makes the most sense. Zach, have you said? Me? Yes. Have oh, you answered this question? Oh, without a question, I'm a dwarven uh, paladin bard. Oh. Ooh. I could also see a stout halfling, not in a bad That's way, fair. but like you, the things you enjoy totally. are very stout halfling. Yeah, either of those were great. And you also, also have very curly hair. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll also tell you why. Like, honestly, it, my whole life I was very, oh man, can I just say fucking obnoxious? Um, and I always use my charisma. You're allowed to, be... to say that, yes. <laughs> you may, you may. You um, have car blanche to insult yourself. Uh, but like, I, seriously, <laughs> I like convinced myself that I was per, like correct and proper in every single fucking thing, clear up until I was about 17 years old when all my friends abandoned me. And then there was like a moment where that was so, like, nah, man, I need to devote the rest of my life to being good and entertaining for people. And eating ham. <laughs> and eating ham, mostly ham. Also, there was uh, like everything up until that moment, I was like nice and thin and svelte and fit. And then out of nowhere, I got into a big fat tub of shit and now I'm like a tubby dude. You got into it? I got into it. I got you unzipped into it. it and slid in. <laughs> that's now, actually, I feel like that's a, that's uh, in the next uh, module. That's a subclass for paladins. Yeah, yeah. It's another human, I heard human it racial archetype. <laughs> yeah. That's it, that's it. No, I think that's, I think that's good though. Like stout, stout, like halfling. Who, and like, people like here, they, they're halfling. They're like, oh, I'm not, I'm a, I love halflings. It's They're kind of great. A large percentage of my characters that I've played in the past have been halflings. Nice. I love their their lifestyle, the way they role play. They're dope as hell. Oh, if I could be anything, I would be a hobbit. Like that. Yeah, that's mm. what stout halflings are. Yeah. Like they're the ones that are legally not allowed to be called hobbits. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so we answered that. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is a good way to lead us out. So yeah, so tell us about DBK. Tell us the URLs. Tell us what's coming up. Um, well, dungeonbattlekaraoke.com. Somehow the URL was available. Uh, Wait, there wasn't another get the fuck out of town. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from there, you can—I mean, you can find all the the social media stuff. It's Dungeon Battle or Dungeon Battle Karaoke on all platforms, and there's a mailing list you can sign up for for discounts. Mm. When is it, when and where is it usually available? Um, when does this come out? I mean, when will this uh, particular episode go? It's only next Wednesday? Probably next Wednesday. Dope. Okay, well, our next show is October 17th uh, mm-hmm. at The Waypost. We okay. have been in very much enjoying the Clinton Street Theater, and they are just entering their busy season. So we it was a Wednesday? Thursday. Damn it. I know. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I'm, cr- I'm literally like 80 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to be able to get that day off, though. Like, Not if it's after Wednesday. Not uh, this month. Not this month. That's fair. If you, I'll text you when your team is supposed to go on, and you can like run over. <laughs> leave a sandwich in the oven and <laughs> run just go back. book in it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could squeeze out an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so we are there at the Waypost for October and probably November. Um, and then, you know, hey, we're just going to keep on going. Um, people keep showing up. So that's uh, been an incredible thing. Oh, yeah. That's a big spatial difference between the Clinton Street Theater and the Waypost, though. But the Waypost is a fun bar. Yeah, no, we did our first show there um, this last month, September, and it went great. It was like, as you say, kind of a totally different vibe, but it lended itself uh, really well. So quick question. How what would you say people should prepare themselves for when they come to DBK? Just just goofy ass fun, I guess. Um, I mean, it's it's really uh, loose. You know, uh, uh, we say that we're combining D&D with karaoke, but 
there's it's very light on any sort of numbers. We we do sure. roll dice, but it's um, mostly storytelling. And the teams like you come with a team, or you get stuck on one. Like what's the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come with uh, the people you want to play with, or we can put you together with other uh, onesies and twosies that have shown up. Um, Minimum team. Minimum team, I guess two, honestly. Uh, one could work, but um, depending on the number of players who have shown up for that show. Based it, on my karaoke experience, I picture a lot of teams kind of have like a front person that does most of the work and the other people kind of get up. And and I can imagine depends. some that rotate for sure. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to encourage the rotation so that everyone who wants to be on the mic gets a chance. But uh, some teams definitely have, have done that where – you know, you can show up when one person is really jazzed to sing and another person on your team is really jazzed to pick out the song that's most appropriate for the situation. So what does it usually cost? Um, so at the Waypost, player tickets are $5. No, no, no. Spectator tickets are $5 mm-hmm. because you can show up and just watch. Player tickets are 15 uh, at the Clinton Street Theater, a little more than that because uh, theater rental is uh, larger. Big Damn, surprise. That's reasonable. Uh, we we try to keep it reasonable. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know we keep posting stuff uh, on DungeonBattleKaraoke.com. Like oh, go yeah. there, and that's the hub. You're gonna find everything you need someday, relatively soon. We're gonna do a League of Ultimate Questing themed group. Y'all gotta, and we can do some cross promotion. There, there you go. Mm, choice, choice. <laughs> so well, good. no, and and the the pun energy is strong, and that's exactly what you need when you're choosing a song. Okay, I told you I wasn't going to do these softballs for you, but punnergy was easy. Uh, you could have just, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I left that there for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> little little bonus. Um, yeah, no, that's I mean that's the gist of it. Is like you choose a song that is uh, either appropriate or funny. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, this has been like D20 questions. Uh, I've actually... Was you Scooby? <laughs> well, this has been like D20 questions, <laughs> man. Shaggy. Thank you very much. I say Scooby. You said I drank a lot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Messing up members but, uh, of the mystery machine. I pulled it off with the voice, though. You did. You did. <laughs> but no, this has been D20 questions. If you like this stuff and you want more of our content, honestly, we've got Legal Ultimate Questing, which we've plugged like five times here. It's a D&D podcast, which is basically the unholy union between D&D and Major League Sports. Again, with these unholy unions, it's great. Yeah, we do love our unholy it's unions. It's the only kind of good union. Uh, yep. It's got fake commercials for in-world businesses and things like that. It's got interesting like announcer commentary and everything, and it's just a really good time. Uh, feel free to check us out. You can find us at theluq.com or slap-studios.com if you're looking for more of our content. We've also got a YouTube channel and things like that. We're about to record D21 side, which you can check out on our Patreon. If you want to become a patron, you can check out stuff from the show, character sheets, magic items, maps, and of course the episodes of D21 sides where we just cut loose and act like fucking goofballs. Yeah, cut out the fucking questions, which honestly, like, this was such a good time that I'm having a hard time imagining what D21 sides is going to look like. It's going to be lit. lit <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been absolutely great and we love all of you to death if you want to give us some support uh we, you know we really don't do any advertising or anything like that so feel free to jump on twitter or facebook uh twitter and instagram at slap the dash facebook at slap dash studios uh and you know that's just give, give us some comments you know engage with us at all do it and check out dungeonbattlekaraoke.com please oh, do thank you this has been d20 questions and don't forget to spay and neuter your animal companions oh.